Welcome to episode 23. I want to talk to you about the benefits of taking a shower. Not just any shower, cold showers. Now, before you run away in fear, stop, because there are a heap of health benefits and doing this is more closely aligned to your evolutionary DNA than you might think. In my opinion, cold showers are more like a cheat code for life. (laughs) So, if you want to know more, let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Are you having a banging week? I certainly hope so. I managed to have a bunch of days off work and I haven't been near the hospital in almost 10 days and it's been great. Of course, I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be, but I did record a bunch of podcasts, including this one right now, so that's kind of cool. Before we start talking cold showers though, I just want to quickly mention that I need your help. I've been releasing tons of free content every week on health, nutrition and human optimization for about two years now on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and at public events and of course the podcast launched earlier in the year in January and it has been growing steadily and honestly better than I had ever expected at all which is amazing but I would love to ask for your help in growing this podcast to the next level and I want to make it happen in an organic fashion so we are reaching the people that really need this information and not just people that see the marketing and the way that that happens in the podcast world is via five star ratings and writing a short review because it puts this podcast higher in the rankings when people are searching relevant terms to the content that I create. So, this is mostly directed at my iPhone and Apple crew as iTunes podcast apps account for about 65% of all podcast downloads and listens. But honestly, it doesn't matter which app you use, ratings and reviews are extremely powerful and contribute towards the final result. So, during this podcast episode, if you could just take a few moments to go through your podcast app, give this podcast five stars and share your opinion about the content and your listening experience, then that would be hugely beneficial. And by doing that, we can ensure that this content continues to be released each week and remains free as, of course, all of these types of things cost money to create. And for all those that take a few moments, I thank you. I got a fist bump and a virtual hug headed your way. (laughs) All right, we'll get back into today's episode. Time to talk about cold showers. So, I just want to start by just contextualizing this a little bit. A lot of people freak out. They're like, cold water, cold shower? No, that's my safe place. Oh my God, I love my hot shower. I would never make it cold. When it's cold, it's all of the shitty things that happen in the world, in your day, in your life, all the good things. In context, we're just talking about a shower. And usually when we're talking about cold showers, we're just talking about a few minutes a few minutes of your entire day. And I want to touch on a little bit of human history as well because the reality is warm water hasn't been around that long. And you're probably thinking, well, that's a crazy thing to say. What do I mean by that? I simply mean that we have warm, hot water in our houses out of multiple taps in most places in the world. Obviously, not all. We're not all that fortunate, unfortunately. But the reality is that the people that are listening to this podcast, you've got warm water coming out at least three taps in your house, which is amazing. But the point is, it's artificially heated. And the reality is that only a few hundred years ago, we didn't have access to just unlimited sources of warm water and hot water to to bathe in, to have a shower in. And for most of human history, we have bathed and been exposed to water 
as cold as it is in nature, irrelevant of where we are in the world, whatever that temperature is, it's not usually warm. And coming across a warm or hot water source is actually really uncommon. Now, of course, where there's the there's volcanoes that heat water baths, and there's different places in the earth where the water is warm, and rivers, and even the ocean. But the point is, for the very vast majority of human history, people have bathed in cold water. They have had to get into cold water because guess what? Having to go and forage for wood and timber and kindling and creating a fire to then put a big enough pot on top of the fire to heat the water. It's just a, it's just a really long task to do that. So, the point is in your genetic information is the conditioning to survive a cold shower. You'll be bloody okay. <laughs> and if you choose to get really grumpy uh, after being exposed to a cold shower or cold water, then I might just say, check yourself because it's just a shower. If two minutes of cold water a day is enough to ruin your day, then you, my friend, are far too fickle. <laughs> you need to toughen up. Anyway, so I want to get into the benefits of uh, having cold showers. I've been doing it for about three years now, okay? Three years of cold showers. And guess what? The first time I did it, it sucked. It was so difficult, um, but I built up. I started with 10 seconds. Even that 10 seconds was excruciating. Started with 10 seconds, built up over a relatively long period of time to where I'm at the point now where I can just be in cold water for like, yeah, ages. I don't even know what my record is. I can easily, I've easily done 10 minutes. Um, and and I, the Wim Hof method, which is a total another conversation, I've been immersed in uh, ice water before for long periods of time as well. But the point is, I started small and that's what you've got to do too. I always talk about making small adjustments, small tweaks, one tweak a week to achieve your goals. So, but I, I've got to incentivize you because nobody's doing this for fun, right? Nobody's doing this for fun. There are benefits, okay? Actually, the, the funny thing is that it will become fun. I can guarantee you that. Um, all right, there's a long list of benefits and they're broad. Um, some are well studied, some aren't. But the point is that this is a new area of research. Um, and when I say new, one of the studies I'm going to reference today is from 1993. But most of the work has come since the year 2000 because this is something that people are starting to look into with human optimization. All right, so I want to start with the immune system. So, Sudden temperature change can otherwise be known as contrast bath therapy in a more clinical setting. Um, It allows the immune system to launch into action. Why is that? It's like when you step outside and get really cold really quickly, your body shakes, you shiver. That is the muscles actively burning energy to keep you warm. So, the immune system launches into action because this is a sudden change in temperature. This is the body being like, holy shit, something's really wrong. Okay, we need to put our defenses in place because if the core body temperature drops, then that is prime conditions for bacteria and fungus and viruses and all these things that might screw us up health-wise. That's prime conditions for those things to creep in. So, our immune system launches into action. It's that flight or fight response from the body and the body wants to stay alive. So, it responds. And a 1993 study showed that cold showers increase the proliferation and release of white blood cells. There's been a couple of different studies that have shown this more recently, and that is the immune system responding to the change in temperature and environment. Now, obviously, when I say change in temperature, I'm not referring to your core body temperature. Technically, that should take 
quite some time to be negatively affected. And the longer that you train yourself through taking cold showers and the ability to deal with the cold, the longer it will take your core body temperature to ever be affected by a change in external temperature. And as many of us know, Wim Hof, I'm sure I'll do an episode with Wim himself. That's one of the goals to get him on the podcast. He's one of my favorite humans and one of the people that helped change my life in regards to human optimization and energy levels. But it's you don't need the Wim Hof method to do cold showers each day. So it launches the immune system into action. So next one, mental health. And we're talking depression. So when you when that cold water touches your skin, and I don't mean just lukewarm, I'm talking cold. When it touches your skin, it can send electrical impulses to your brain via the skin cells and it induces an analgesic effect. Analgesic is like painkillers cause an analgesic effect on the body, okay? And a 2008 study showed that cold water on the skin can induce an analgesic effect and it stimulates the area of the brain known as the blue spot. And this blue spot in the brain is where the noradrenaline is produced and that is the area of the brain that's responsible for making you feel less anxiety. This same study also found that the, uh, it boosts the body's master antioxidant, glutathione. And glutathione is known as the, the master or the mother antioxidant. So you always want more of that because that again helps your immune system, it helps clear up free radicals, it helps, it metabolizes different things that are, that are not good for the body. So antioxidants are super important and you often hear people bang on about antioxidant supplements and fruits and these type of thing. Antioxidants are good. The body can make many of them itself. Obviously, you need a healthy diet to give your body the right apparatus to build these antioxidants. Next one, fat burning. Now, this is the one that will probably sell most, most people, right? Fat burning. Our body has two different types of fat. White fat from excess calorie intake and brown adipose tissue or brown fat. And that's known as good fat. And it generates heat to keep us warm. And studies have shown that showering in the cold remember, completely cold, not lukewarm, increases the burning of the brown fat. And the function of the brown fat is to keep the body warm. And some studies even suggest that you could lose a few kilograms per year just via changing this habit alone to cold daily showers. One study that I was looking at was in America. So, it was done in pounds, found that you could lose nine pounds per year by just changing your morning shower to a cold shower, which is a pretty easy way to lose weight, I would say. (laughs) The next one, I'm awake, I'm alert. It absolutely boosts energy levels through the roof. So, you know, when you jump in a cold pool or a cold shower or all all of a sudden the shower goes cold, you go, ah, like you freak out and you have this physical reaction. You jump out or you move or you squirm in the most bizarre way because your body is trying to immediately separate it from this horrible, horrible fear that you perceive to be cold water. (laughs) So, it works in the same way except you stay under the cold water. Your body is in fight or flight response because it's freaking out, it's trying to deal with this temperature change and you're, it fires everything in your body. Your metabolism goes up, your energy levels go through the roof because you are super wired because this change in temperature has you feeling alive. I'm not kidding. I feel so ready to do anything after a cold shower because I'm so stimulated and I'm at the point where my cold showers go for uh, five, five or ten minutes depending what I'm doing or how busy I am. I might just go for 90 seconds, I might go for 10 minutes, I might just do the whole thing cold. 
But the point is that my body is primed for high energy activity and my focus is laser because I also do a, a meditative thing once I'm in the cold shower as well. Now I'm conditioned for it. So what else happens to increase this energy is some obvious signs. So your heart rate goes up, which means your metabolism goes up. You start breathing he- more heavily and that means that you're getting obviously more oxygen into the blood and into the muscles. Your body goes does this to maintain body temperature and also it increases circulation so it keeps you wired and aware for danger because there's been a change to the body so instinctively your body is trying to stay on top and mentally manage this danger that's just been introduced to the environment. But remember when I keep saying danger and your body's freaking out, remember we're in the Western world. We're in a controlled environment. We're doing this shower voluntarily. So, you don't need to freak out like this is an unnatural thing. This is completely a natural bodily response. And because you're controlling it, it's you're going to be okay because you can stop it at any time. Sorry, just to go back to the circulation thing. Anyone that has circulation issues can most likely benefit from regular cold showers. Okay, obviously, most people are associating poor circulation with getting warm. Now, that is the case, but I'm, I'm talking about your whole body under a shower, which will fully energize and charge your body. If you just put your hands under a cold tap, then your body is going to retract the blood from your hands to keep the rest of the body warm. Okay, so this circulation benefit is most likely only going to happen by having the cold water hit your, your head, your face, your torso, your legs, the main limbs in your body. All right, next, we've got men. Men causes an increase in testosterone, which uh, the 1993 study I mentioned earlier uh, found as well, which is super beneficial for a bunch of stuff. Testosterone is good in men for their fertility, their muscle growth, their fat loss, their masculinity. The way that they behave can be more masculine when your testosterone is higher. Um, So, it's super beneficial for that. And obviously, anyone that's on a muscle growth journey that goes to the gym a lot can benefit from keeping their testosterone up. You go to the gym, smash the gym, your testosterone, human growth hormone rises. You come home, you have a cold shower, you keep that testosterone up in the interest of benefiting from it so your muscle growth gets the most out of that testosterone spike. This was found in a study too. Fat loss, we already mentioned burning of fat before, so we know that one. Um, Skin and hair benefits as well. Hot water usually dries out your skin and hair follicles. Just think about it like being hot in any environment. Say you're sitting in the middle of two overweight friends on the back seat of a car and the seat is leather. When it's hot, what do you want to do? You want to spread out. So, that's just like the cells on your hair and your skin. Your cells are getting hot. They want to spread out from each other. And this is often what causes the drying, the skin and hair to dry out in hot, hot water or hot showers because those cells are spreading apart and essentially they're losing their moisture. So, they're like sweating just like the skin does. So, it, loses, it physically loses its moisture. But the opposite happens. Remember, just like you when you're cold... What do you do? You usually snuggle up to somebody. You get closer. So, this with the skin and hair, same thing happens. Your hair cells and skin cells, they get closer together and that inherently traps the water in. So, it's beneficial to your skin and hair for that reason. So, picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. 
And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you'll receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. And let's talk about disease and longevity. So, this was a pretty interesting study that they did with cold water. And that was a rat study that was two years long, which in terms of rat studies is pretty long. The ones that they do in the laboratory that I work in are usually only, you know, four, six, eight weeks long, sometimes a little bit longer. But so, a two-year rat study is quite long. And the paper that they published from this was called, if you want to go check it out, Longevity of Cold Exposed Rats, a Reevaluation of the Rate of of living theory. So, they found in this study that immersing rats in water for 10 minutes, and they worked up from 10 minutes to five hours across a period of time, then, and they did this for five days a week, they found that the cold-exposed rats ate 1.5 times the amount of food as the other group, but they had a lower body weight. So, this potentially means that they had a higher metabolism and they had better fat burning. And they also found that they lived two months longer, and this is pretty intense. They found that after the two years, the group that had been exposed to cold water consistently had half the amount of cancer tumor growth compared to the other group. That's pretty impressive, I would say. And personally, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I'm only fitting as much as I can in a bunch of bullet points into this podcast, but I've done a lot of reading and research into cold water therapy and cryotherapy and the Wim Hof method and many different things. So, I'm not surprised by this and I can't wait to see the long-term human data that comes from these cold water exposure and the health and benefits and disease benefits long-term. So, that rat study, in my opinion, is really impressive. Um, now, this, this is the last one I want to talk about, last benefit. Most people don't talk about it and that's because it's the comfort zone, right? This is something that truly trains your mental health and what do I mean by that? I'm not talking about anxiety or depression or schizophrenia. I'm talking about your general sense of self. It trains your discipline and resilience. All successful people in all of history are absolute experts at getting outside their comfort zone, challenging their beliefs, changing who they are. It's not about changing who you are in a bad way. It's about improving and optimizing the human that you are. And walking into a cold shower every day in winter, that that is outside of everyone's comfort zone. I've been doing it three years and it's not in my comfort zone yet, but it makes you stronger. Okay, it makes you stronger. You're able to think more rationally. You're able to think under pressure more clearly because you'll start practicing this as well. Once you get right into it, you get to a point where you start having some type of mental meditation as you go and start thinking about decision making and putting yourself under these high pressure situation, which is the absolute freezing cold water and have trying to have 
rational, clear thoughts. Okay, it's something you can train yourself to do. But this, this is like having a cup of concrete at the start of every day. Nothing in your day is going to be as difficult as walking into the cold shower. Okay, you're not growing if you've not been challenged. So if you're just doing the same thing and living the same life of luxury, and guess what? Most Westerners, we live a life of luxury. You don't need a billion dollars to be living luxury. I mean, you know, living a life where nothing's really that difficult. You get up, you get some food, your cupboard's full of food, you go to work, you get a lunch break, you get to eat, your boss isn't the devil. Like we, we live in a good time. We live in a good world compared to many others on the planet. So the reality is most people that can listen to this podcast are living a unchallenged and fully comfort zone life. And in my opinion, that leads to a sad, lonely and unhealthy place because I personally don't want to be around people that aren't challenging and growing. So this grows that muscle. Putting yourself through this daily challenge every day is super beneficial and will result in your growth. So that's a bunch of benefits. I want to talk to you about how to do it. How do you do it? It sounds easy, but it's also like a fad diet. I always say that fad diets are bad. Why? Because radical change leads to radical bounce back, meaning you'll absolutely hate it the first time you do it if you try and do it incorrectly. And then you'll bounce back and never do it again. Um, So, the idea is... It depends where you live, okay, because cold showers in northern Western Australia or in the Caribbean, they don't really count because it's not a radical change in temperature, okay? So, the reason I'm doing this podcast now at the start of winter in Australia is because for our Aussie listeners and anybody in a cold uh, climate that is getting colder, this is the time to start because doing cold showers showers in summer is not really a challenging task. And actually, most people get their body temperature wrong. And what do I mean by that? In summer... Most people get in the shower and they want to cool down. So, they have a cold shower in summer. But you've got to remember, the body is trying to survive. If you you expose the body to cold temperatures, what is it going to do? It's going to find a way to heat up, okay? And most people in summer, they get into a cold shower and they love love the temperature. They're like, oh my God, this is so good. But internally, their body is having the same evolutionary reaction. It's being like, whoa, it's cold. We've got to heat up, heat up, heat up, burn some more fuel. And then you get out of the shower in summer and you're really sweaty and gross. What you actually want to do in summer is have a hot shower, which sounds ridiculous. And once you get get comfortable in the warm shower in summer, you'll actually feel pretty nice because it'll be the same temperature outside. And when you finish, your body is trying to cool down. Okay. And it's the same in winter. In winter, You want to have a cold shower because that stimulates the body to heat itself, right? So, what I want you to do is not do it like a fad diet. I want you to build up slowly. Start by dropping the temperature just each minute in the lead up to the end of the cold shower. Start normally, have a normal shower to start with. And then once you've finished washing so you can focus, um, obviously, it, it takes a while to get to the point where you can have your whole shower, washing, shampoo, everything with cold on because you've got to have your head in the right space and your breathing correct. But in the beginning, finish what you're doing and then at the end, consciously do it. Turn around, look at the taps, hand on the tap, turn a quarter or a third or an eighth, whatever works for you, of the hot water off and then sit there and and then equilibrate with that, acclimatize to that. And then once once you're like, yeah, I'm good, next turn. And then progressively go down, down, down until you've got it completely off. And you want to aim first time around on completely cold, go for 10 seconds. Then the next time, 20. 30 seconds, or maybe you can pick this week, it will always be 30 seconds or 10 seconds, and then next week will be a minute, 
and then the week after, and then the week after that will be a minute and a half and on complete cold. So, so that's how you want to you want to step down gradually, and you want to do it one week at a time in different time slots, are progressively increasing because we're not going about this in a fad diet way. We're making progressive change which leads to sustainable lifestyle change. Now, the important thing is that you've got to control your breathing. Most people, when they hit cold water, they start panting. They start panting, which is really shallow breathing. They're like, (laughs) they freak out and they're just all over the place. Their head's not in the game. And that shallow breathing is detrimental to your cold situation. Because if you're shallow breathing and you're not getting oxygen, which is one of your fuel sources, into the lungs to be uptaken for your body to operate at a higher speed to increase the body's temperature to make sure you're going to be okay, you need to deliver good, solid amounts of oxygen to your lungs. So, make sure you're aware of your breathing. Through all of this, be aware of your breathing. So, if you start to pant, you want to start, you want to try and focus on getting deep breaths. You want deep, deep, make sure your belly comes out. Obviously, we breathe into our lungs, but if you're pushing your belly out, it means your diaphragm's opening and make sure that you get good amounts of oxygen into your lungs and then big, deep breaths, big, deep breaths, okay? And you'll get to the point where you can still breathe normally once you've got control of the situation. Um, And remember, this is all in your mind. You're running this whole situation from your brain, your reaction, everything. So, the idea is that we're getting control of what would normally be an instinctive reaction so that we can benefit from it. That's the whole idea with biohacking. That's what we're doing here. We're biohacking the body. So, it's just like a muscle. It's just like a muscle. You need to train it. We're going to do a little bit each week. So, I started with 10 seconds in the beginning and I just went 10 and then 15 and then 20 and I just went on and on and on and my breathing was all over the place in the beginning but eventually I trained myself to know how to breathe in preparation for stepping into the cold water. Now, I'm at the point where I just go completely cold instantly. There's no question about it. I know what's going to happen and, and I'm at a point also where if I do, my breathing does get out of control because I haven't focused on it. I'm able to get my breathing under control very quickly. Now, a bit of a warning. Be careful if if you're feeling faint or dizzy, okay? Warm water. This is not meant to be a dangerous task. You're meant to be doing baby steps so that this is at no point a dangerous task. And if you have any issues with circulation or you're unsure, you could maybe have a chair in the shower. That's a good way to start just as a little safety mechanism or don't do it at all, of course, right? So, the idea is that this is baby steps so that we condition the body to be always fine with this from day one when we're doing 10 seconds to, I guess, where I'm at, easily able to do 10 minutes. Um, I've had one experience where I got a bit dizzy and that was just because I was inexperienced at the time and I was just unaware of where I was at. And I think I was also in a few days fasting as well. So, but I can do that now no problem because I've exercise the muscle and I've trained my body to be able to handle and deal with this situation. Um, And before I finish up, I just want to say as well that this isn't the Wim Hof method. The Wim Hof method is sort of like this and he'll train you to do some very different things if you do the, do know the Wim Hof method but it's very similar in nature but there are many different aspects about it the point is though that I'm trying the point that I am trying to make is that you do not need to know the Wim Hof method to successfully execute daily cold showers okay it's super easy you just slowly build up so in summary this is hugely beneficial and this is 
one of the absolute staples that I incorporate into my daily life to optimize my health and my focus and my energy and productivity levels. And Australia is coming into winter, as I mentioned, and yes, this is the time of year to begin. Doing cold showers in summer does not count. You're cheating. (laughs) I still do them in summer too, but the point is that I'm conditioned. So, you need to condition yourself in the winter. You need to build this muscle throughout winter when it is difficult because this is about personal growth as well. You want to be good at handling the cold in the cold. If you're not good at handling the cold in the cold, then it's pointless. (laughs) There's no relevance to it. So, I want to hear from anybody that's listened to this episode how you go with your cold showers. Maybe in your review, you could chuck it in the comments or send me an email, podcast at mattylansdown.com if you have any questions or I just want to hear how people go with this because it's such a unique experience. And remember, if you learned anything in this episode or you know someone that could benefit, please take a screenshot of this and put it on your Instagram story or any of your social media apps and tag me at Maddie Lansdown. or if you're listening to any with the guests, tag the guests that I have on as well. They're all amazing. Um, and that way we can see the podcast grow organically and we can share it as well so people know who is listening to this content. I really think that everyone that hears it will benefit, which is why I'm putting it out there. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate your time. Please don't forget the five-star ratings and the reviews, and I will catch you on the next episode. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.